You're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about a swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. G'day guys and welcome back to Swinging Down Under. This is episode 113, Six Steps to Arranging a Gangbang. Daryl, do we have a star date? Do we have a scooch number? No, refusing. Refusing? Yep, Sunday afternoon. On all points. Sunday afternoon. Okay. Well, I'm sitting here with a cup of tea and I've just previously had some Anzac biscuits, so I'm literally very Aussie today with a cuppa and some Anzac biscuits, but uh, enjoying life. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I mean, you're a little bit of New Zealand, New Zealander there as well, though. Yeah, a little bit of New Zealand. Yeah. Absolutely. Just the, the Zach bit. The Zzz. The Zzz. The Yeah. So. Look them up, Anzacs. Yeah, look up Anzac biscuits. A-N-Z-A-C. Look it up. Check, check, check. Before we get into our six steps to arranging a gangbang, I wanted to just say thank you very much. We've had a few emails lately, actually more this month than I think we've had in quite a number of months and some pod- new podcast reviews. So thank you guys. appreciate you reaching out and sending those lovely, delightful little messages about what's happening in your world. Yes. And wherever you are around the world. So thank you for that. Coming up after the show, I just want to clarify the the way to pronounce Bundaberg, because after the show today, I'm going to give you guys some audio, and it's from West of West over in Canada, who wanted to make these down under mules, and they were so delightful to leave us a voicemail on our website, and I played it to Daryl three times, because the way that Bundaberg was said just cracked me up. I loved it. I think it was a Bundaberg, right, if I'm not wrong, which sounded very German. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, sorry. So Bundaberg is how you say it. Um, Bundaberg is a suburb of Queensland in Australia, so it's there you go. It's not a suburb. City? Yes, it's a city. Come on, man. Really, is it though? By Australian standards, yes. It's definitely not a town. I grew up in a town. It's a city. You reckon it's a city? It's got 30,000 people in it. All right. That's by Australian standards a city. All right, all right, all right. Calm your tits. Calm your tits, Sarah. Oh, Darryl. man. I do love the way that you like butcher sayings. Oh, yeah? You like it? Yeah, like calm your tits rather than cool your jets. Hey, as always, we're going to get into some uh, would-you-rather random questions with Daryl before we kick into the episode today. So have fun, listen to those. We're coming up back again soon. By the way, I get brutalised by these every time. I have nothing to do with these. Daryl, good morning. Uh, Would you rather see me have sex with somebody who is dominant or would you rather see me dominant, a more submissive man in the bedroom? Male, I'm talking about specifically. I don't have a preference. You don't have a preference whatsoever for that? Just enjoying? Yeah. That surprises me. Why? Because, like, the whole, like, you'd like to see me fucked, I would imagine that that's an element of, like, you'd like to see a more dominant person. You can also fuck yourself. Interesting. Okay. I'm sure it's interesting for somebody. It's interesting to me. Oh, good. And that's what matters. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm going to go to work. Oh, are you going to work? Yeah. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. Wait, so you go in the 10 seconds into the next yep, room? I'm walking up the stairs. You're going to transit to work? Yep. Okay, have fun. I might even put a shirt on before did, I arrive at work. Did you buy a new tran- transit ticket to get up there or what? Yep. Yeah. Yep, I've just got to swipe it through your pussy. See, instantly I was like, that sounds quite painful. So yeah, I mean, don't do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could end up with, like, paper cut. For yeah, sure. yeah, don't do that. All right. Hey, babe. What would you rather? Would you rather... Stepping out of your bed onto a luscious, 
rug that's like makes you just super happy to wake up in the morning and feel joy in your life. There is no reason I would ever wake up super happy in the morning. Or God could reach down and jerk me off and I would still wake up unhappy. Or stepping out of your bed onto a spiky, spike blood-filled mat. Depends. Is the blood yours? No, it's like, I don't know, bad blood. Bad blood, ooh. Not bad blood. That sounds terrible. Half of it is like wolf Coagulated. Blood. I don't know. So what's your choice? Taking the blood. You're taking the spiky, spiky death spikes. Spiky death blood. Why is that? Because it would wake me up in the morning, so, you know, I'd be all alert and stuff versus... You just don't want a fucking rug in the bedroom. Just admit it. I've freely admitted that more than once to you, and you still won't fucking listen, so I'm taking the blood. It's comfy and classy, babe. There's nothing classy about that. Yes, Might as well is. put a rug in front of the toilet. That's disgusting. Why? You're gross. Why? Gross. Why is it gross? You're gross. Daryl. Yes, Kate. Would you rather participate in the gangbang or have to sit in a chair blindfolded at the gangbang and you can only hear the noises? Uh, participate. Really? Yes. You wouldn't want, like, the sensory version of... No. ...being restrained or anything like that? No. Hmm. I'd like to watch. I mean, as soon as you take away the visual part of it, I'm not interested. What about playing in the gangbang or sitting in a chair, no blindfold this time, but not being able to participate? Either or... Okay, so that's so just the blindfold. Yeah, the blindfold's the problem. But you would like to see it, but not have to participate, not fussed. Um, it's my, not that my, I'm not... Is my pussy not good enough for you? Is that what's well, I mean, you know, it's, I've been around it for a while now. It's like 10 years now. So. I think it's like 12 or 13. Yeah, I know. Probably so, I mean, like, out. you know, maybe get a new pussy or something. Okay, I'll get a pussy overhaul. Yeah, not an overhaul. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just that. Just get a new one. Clip just one new out. One. Yeah, just clip her out. Clip in a new one. Yeah, like that dummy. Bath Show on TV, dummy. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Daryl. No, no problem. Love you. All right, guys, we're back. Let's get into it. Six ways to arrange a gangbang, right? Now, by the way, Daryl, have you ever heard the term sex fest? No. So in my search of looking at various things online about gangbangs, uh, which, by the way, if anybody actually ever finds my internet search history, the, the stuff that's going to be there is going to be a bit ridiculous. But I heard somebody say, I don't like the term gangbang, and instead now we're gonna we're calling it sex fest, and that's what they do in their town with all of their people at their local club. They call them sex fests rather than gangbang. Hang on, is that a gangbang or an orgy? That's No, it's gangbang. You sure? Yep. So, the, But the sex fest was like, it sounds like it's with multiple... Multiple, like, peoples, ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm confused. Okay, let's move on. Well, I mean, I don't understand why people have a problem with the term gangbang. That is... Because they do. Because they do. Yep. Right. That's the reason why. But that's, I mean, that, you, you raise a good point, the difference between an orgy and a gangbang. Let's uh, let's talk about that. So gangbangs for you, how many men, in your mind, need to be involved in a gangbang? Three. Three including you or three... What do you mean? Three. Just it's three just total. three people, three men. Three or three, yeah, three men. Three men need to be involved in a gangbang. Well, in a female gangbang, yes. Yep. I mean, if it's a male gangbang, then four men because there's three plus one. Okay. I like I like how you did your math. There, you didn't even have to kick off a shoe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I live to make you happy. You do. You yeah. do. You do. Mm-hmm. So number one in the six steps of arranging a gangbang is why are you actually doing the gangbang? I think that is first and foremost, like ultimately what's in it for you both. I think there needs to be an understanding of that because I think that is going to dictate how the actual gangbang is going to 
pan out? You know what I mean? Is it a fantasy that you're fulfilling between you and your partner? Is it a fantasy that you just have? You know, what is the actual intention of it? Um, I think that's real. Don't you think that's really important to begin with, Daryl? Um, I suppose so. Yes. I mean, de- it depends on whether somebody wants to be aware of the fact that you're organising a gangbang or not. Well, and but I think yes, but ultimately, what if they say, "Well, I want a gangbang, but I want it to be a surprise." In an alley beside our favourite bar. But that's still that's still part of the discussions of why you're doing the gangbang, right? Like, why are you actually doing the gangbang? Pretty fucking short discussion, but yeah, I suppose I get where you're at. It, it, it can be a short discussion, but I think critical to this, it's, it's, I liken it to Lego, right? I think Lego? why? Yeah, because there's six holes in a Lego and six things to fill it. No, but that's really good. <laughs> that's actually not why. Because obviously there's different Lego pieces, but that's quite clever. Yeah. No, I think because like this is the foundation. Like, why are you doing the gangbang? Is the foundation? I think that you're going to throw everything else on top of it, and if that's a bit wishy washy, then I think you're fucked. To be honest, you've probably. Well, I mean, getting fucked is kind of the, <laughs> you know, the required outcome of a gangbang. But dude, that was beneath you. Like that joke was beneath you. Well, I mean, yes, but you've been hanging out with me all weekend. That's probably rubbed off on it's, you. It's like hell. All right, so that's number one. I think the foundation. Number two for me is what do you want, and this is where you come in with what you just said, Daryl, like what are your limits, what are your boundaries and what are your rules? So, for example, if you've been having those discussions and this is where number two comes in and I said to you, don't want to know, I want a gangbang, we're both we're both on board with that, we've got the bottom Lego block or the Lego land green grass thing, and then the next thing is. I feel like you should change your um, uh, what you're using here. I don't think Lego blocks is a good thing. I think foundation and building blocks is kind of where you're at. All right, fine. So that sets the foundation, okay, that that's conversation. The, the foundation, yeah. And, the, yeah. and then the next block, let's say the <laughs> – And we're back to Lego. Okay, hold on. No, the, and by the way, I'm pretty sure that the, you know, the company that uses that trademark may be a little upset with us using that term in this podcast. Mm. I also debate that plurals of Lego is Legos. I really, it's it's, it's just Lego. Lego. So all those people out there that are like, I stood on Legos, you didn't, you stood on Lego. Yeah. Can we all just agree on that? I realise this is not a Lego podcast, but I'm just saying, like, help me. Are you sure? Because it's starting to feel like one. (laughs) Okay. So yes, the, the foundation. And then the next thing is like, what do you want out of it? Now, if this is where your partner says to you, don't want to know, you go off and do it, then that's that's part of your Go life. off and do it or go off and, boundaries and set rules. it up. Maybe it's both. Maybe she wants you to have a gangbang and she doesn't want to know about it. Or maybe she wants you to go off and have a gangbang and then report back and be part of a gangbang. You don't know. might not be for her. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. You don't know. It's getting really fucking confusing though already. That's what <laughs> I do know. I'm not let's just let's just say from here on in we're going to we're going to limit this to a gangbang for me. A gangbang for females, shall okay. we? All right. And, and using the standard, you know, terms for male and female. Okay, that works yeah, for me. Work for, work for you. All right. So number two Hey fuckers, it's gotten less confusing for me. <laughs> what do you want? What are your limits? What are your boundaries? What are your rules? So some of the things that I thought about was what kind of people that do you want there? What number? What type? Start considering how you want the play to take place as personally, I think you're gonna need this later when you're thinking about logistics. That's my kind of You have to think about logistics. I mean you you gotta figure out how many how many lubes you need. Yeah. Condoms. Well you're skipping ahead of you. Tequila. Yes, yes, all, all those all those good things. Yes. Um, consider even writing it down, what you want, right? And if you're not sure what you actually want to happen or to take place or whatever. Make it up. <laughs> I think go and maybe watch some gangbang porn and then sit down and go. I wouldn't I wouldn't advise that. You don't reckon? A bit nah. too scary? A bit too full yeah. on? Yeah. 
gang bang porn's pretty fucking frightening. Well, it is for me. I think it's it's really full on. Like generally now, everything's about throat fucking and and like anal, double anal hand fisting and shit. It's it seems to be that it's gone to a very extreme place now. True, and I think well, again, they may, maybe people want that, so maybe that's a good place to start. Is like certainly the um, eighteen to twenty four year old boys that are sitting at home watching really do want that. Yes, they want that. But it is a good thing. I mean, consider consider what you want. Consider how it's going to look in your if head. If you fit into that range, please send me an email. And you know what what's going to be Complaints something you want to do? Directed to see at. Should we actually just start a complaints at swinging down under email? <laughs> Could do. Like an info app, but Could a complaints app. What does it look like and what's a clear no for you? So, like, if there's something that's completely off the table for you, this is a really good time to be talking about it between you and your partner. Like, what are the limits? What are the boundaries? And that's regardless of whether they're going to go off and arrange this without your knowledge or whether you're going to be involved in it. I think. Yeah, the old safe word might be an idea as well if you were going to be, you know, together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. So, that, a safe word. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just a tip. Fist fuck my ass is not a so good safe sentence. No, that's not a great safe sentence. No, especially if I have to say it. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> yep. And I think you can you can definitely add to this or subtract from it later, but it's it's I think this is critical because without actually explaining this, your partner could go off and start arranging something that may be just completely out of your wheelhouse. Um, or you, the flip side of that is you you may not get what you want, and if you want something very specific, then they need to understand that now so they can help with arranging that. But without it, you're up shit's creek without a paddle. Yeah, it could be quite literally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, anal is a discussion that needs to be having in this second tip here. What do you want? What are your limits, boundaries, and rules? Well, yeah, if, I mean, if yeah, if certainly if you're not interested in it, that's for sure. You yeah. need to back out. One might say. And because you need to then, and this is why I say it's part of the it's part of the first blocks, really the the construction, the building construction, because some of these things that you're actually possibly even writing down could then be used later when you're actually talking to the guys to make sure that they're okay with it as well. Um, Because, for example, you might want anal and they might not want to do anal. Or the flip side, you might be completely no anal and they really love anal. So Mm. they're not going to be compatible in that regard, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that comes down to who you're inviting and and the like, you know. you 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 got to... be very well. I know I'm probably skipping forward, aren't I? So only to the next one, though. So oh, really? the next one is the vetting, and I think this is a huge part of arranging a gangbang. Like this step is one of the biggest, I think, steps. As you know, once you understand the why you're doing it, the second one is what do you want, what do you limits. The third one, the the vetting. This is what takes the time, I think. Um, now, who's going to do it? You know, am I vetting? Is is Daryl vetting? Do I get a say in it? What involvement do I want, if any? Right. Do you think, Daryl, that tips for vetting a gangbang are different for tips for vetting a general single guy for an MFM? And tell me why. What are your thoughts? Yes, uh, I think I think it is because you can't be everywhere to um, uh, everywhere for in a gangbang situations. You can't be watching everyone at the same time. I think, especially if you want, you know, four plus guys there. You have to be at least somewhat comfortable that these guys are not going to do something that you have asked them specifically not to do, or do something sneaky that you know you you've you don't expect. So I think it's I think it's more important 
much more important. So do you think that the level of safety and consideration then is greater during a gangbang than it might just be for a threesome because you've got a ability to watch one guy to see if he is doing some like stealthing, for example, and taking the condom off? So you, what you're saying is that you think that the level of trust and consideration for these guys needs to be much more. Yes. Hmm, okay. That's a, that's really interesting. I, I understand what you're saying. I hadn't really thought about it before, but it uh, definitely makes sense. You know, I don't know. And in my head, I'm like, is this because it becomes almost a feeding frenzy? You know what I mean? It's like when um, lions are eating something and then they see another lion eat something. And they're like, yeah, food. Is that what you think? People can't control themselves because it's like no. a feeding frenzy? No, not at all. Not at all? No. And I'm not sure lions are the best example of a feeding <laughs> frenzy. I mean, most people would probably go to sharks if they're thinking feeding feeding frenzy. Okay, well, you don't like any of my analogies. I know. They're, they're actually, I mean, you are running on, um, on empty today at the moment. But So I would say not a feeding frenzy, just an opportunity. Okay. So potentially if you have untoward ideas, the opportunity that's there – affords you the ability to potentially get away with that. Okay, so there's a greater risk involved in your mind as well. I think so, yeah. Okay. Tell me about – so say, Potentially. Potentially, yeah. Say, for example, that we want five guys, including you, so four guys that you're going to try and have in the gangbang room. Yeah. How many are you vetting? Tell me about that. All of them. No, no, I mean, um, let me see. How, how many do you start to try and engage with to then get to a smaller number – to then make plans with X number to end up with four in your bedroom. Tell gotcha. me through that process. So it depends. It depends on the the way you go forward with it. I suppose I, the way I did it was was nothing at all to do with you know with me doing all the vetting. I did it the lazy man's way. So I I did it the lazy man's way because I knew somebody who I knew had organised an orgy in the past. So I spoke to him and had him asked him if he could put forward some guys that would be a good fit for the scenario. So are you suggesting that you didn't vet any single one of them? Uh, I vetted the guy who, well, sorry, we, we know the guy, obviously, who actually did the uh, did the vetting on my behalf. And so, so you, you trusted him to select? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've played with him in the past and he's an awesome guy. And so we, yeah, we, we basically, there's a trust associated with that. I know he's done this sort of thing in the past so that's why we went that way so you trusted him inherently with everything including like sti testing like just every like whether or not i'd like them whether or not they're decent guys you just threw this guy well i I don't i didn't i wasn't too so sti testing is something that I, i wasn't going to ask people for anyway i mean it's not the reason I say that is because it was going to be as safe an engagement as we would normally have. So I think it's really interesting that you just kind of threw it completely. I knew that you had somebody that you were working with, but I'm, I, I didn't throw it completely out. I still spoke to the guys and, and asked them, you know, just had some small conversations via text and stuff to make sure that they weren't psychopaths. But I trusted the guy that was that, that we were talking to, that I was talking to, to help me organize the event. So, you know, why would I, why would I then go back through and do all of the all of, or have all of these conversations again to make sure that these you know that, that that what the guy was telling me was the case because they'd been involved in other gangbangs that he'd organized in the past so not only did they know the gangbang but they also knew from his uh, you know conversation with me is that they also knew that they were required to meet certain expectations so they all knew that well, there are actually some services to, to to use for people that do this sort of thing. But before I get onto that, I, I thought about 
you know, I want it to be helpful. And I think there are some questions that you can ask the guys when you are arranging and vetting them. And I mean, it's going to be, so. it's going to be pretty damn similar to when you're trying to find a single guy for an MFM anyway. Um, so like some of the questions that I, that popped into my head at the last minute here would be, what is your experience with doing a gangbang before? You know, I think that's a question that we tend to ask people anyway, especially if they're having a threesome. But in a gangbang situation, again, I think there's a desert, it's a different level, right? So I would be. Well, that's why we were going with, that's why I was going with guys that I knew had already been in this situation before and it had followed the rules in that situation. Yeah, because I think that having some experience with this is definitely going to be something that I would imagine would put them at the top of the pile, to be honest. You know, and maybe even they could afford you, if this is your first time arranging a gangbang, they could actually probably help you with like some understanding of the logistics or whatever. You know, you might even be able to pick their brains about it. So I think that's definitely, you know, a tick. The other thing is, as always, I think like, you know, even with a threesome situation, you've got the whole like being around other men comfort level of being naked in a room with other men. And I think that, you know, with touching other men or the slipping or the accidental maneuver, I think that that is heightened on steroids during a gangbang. So really when you want to make sure that these people are going to be completely okay with the fact that if she is currently engaged with two or three other guys, you might be there naked as well, standing on the edge of the bed and understanding that, you know, hey, cock's going to be out, right? That's why it's important to have people who've been involved in this sort of thing before. I think if you if you have vetted people or, or they have been vetted or have been involved in this and have done well in it previously, then it immediately adds some credence to their capability to deal with that sort of thing. Mm, yeah. Now, recently we were having a discussion about when we were doing this episode and I said that there's a number of different groups and organisations now that actually arraign gangbangs on your behalf. Yes. Now, a quick scan of uh, the internet and Red Hot Pie, the dating site in, down in Australia. I knew that these two groups existed already, but I now I found an actual third one. There's hun- there's not hundreds. There's tons. There's quite a few of these, but there are a number that seem a little bit more. I would say professional is not the right word, but they seem like they're a little bit more organised, um, perhaps than than some of the others. So there's one here that's XTC gangbangs, as in X T and then C, but meaning the word ecstasy gangbangs. Well, thanks for spelling that one out. Thank you very much. Well, I'm sure that was. I'm sure just about everybody missed that. And these guys actually will arrange a gangbang for you. So here's what they say. They say, at Ecstasy Gangbangs, we'd like to bring quality and full enjoyment out of fantasy gangbang scenarios. With over 15 years' experience organising gangbangs around the world, our coordinators can help you tailor-make your evening. That was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's I, I think it's important to find the right people to organise these sorts of things if that's the way you want to go. Would you hesitate using a you know the person that you were speaking to in Perth you know, you said before you knew him, we've played with him before you had a level of trust there. How would you feel about using an organisation like this? I would be less, I'd be way less confident. Less confident. Let yeah. me just let me just pause on that too. On um, Red Hot Pie, you can leave people reviews and they've also got a Twitter site and stuff like that. And the reviews on Red Hot Pie are quite good and they're also mentioned often in the forum. So does that matter to you seeing that? Does that give them a level of, um, again, like professionalism or, you know, credence to the fact that they do a good job? To some degree. And the main reason behind that, though, or the main reason for my lack of faith in that is that that, that sort of thing can be quite easily fake these days as well. So it depends on, on them. It depends on how they would interact with me in a lot of ways rather than what their interaction with social media is. Mm-hmm. You know, I can pay 
hundreds of people to positively review my business if I wish to. Interesting. I don't I don't trust social media is what I'm saying. <laughs> the other one that's commonly mentioned is the gangbang bros. And it was funny, in the forum somebody said, wait a second, are they actually brothers? And somebody was like, dude, no, like come on, come on, man. And this one is interesting because this is for under 40, under 40s. So it says here, we're a group of guys under 40 who arrange straight and bi-friendly gangbang where we cater to girls, couples and multiple guys' fantasies. We take the frustration out of organising your own gangbang by organising the guys, booking and setting the venue. All you need to do is share your fantasy with us, decide how many guys you want and turn up. Nice. I think this is a pretty goddamn easy way to go, if I'm honest. Like, how long would you say if you were vetting the guys, if you didn't a have lot. a... How many hours do you reckon you would have dedicated to... Hundreds. Yeah. Hey, what I'm saying is, as part of number three for the how to arrange a gangbang in the vetting section, go on your local dating site, have a Google, go to your local club and see if they even arrange gangbang nights because I tell you what, being able to just go, oh, cool, and give them a list of things of what you want and your scenario and your fantasy or whatever it is and say, here you go, guys, and then just turning up. Sounds like a bloody good idea to me. Yeah, it does, provided you're, you're comfortable you and your partner are comfortable with that. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I would be less comfortable with that. Just for the safety factor or because yeah, you don't absolutely. know if the guys are going to be... You don't know who they are. You don't know what their involvement with the lifestyle is. You don't know what their understanding of of the safety requirements are. You don't know anything about them, really. Well, I'm assuming you would do that. You would provide that to the organisation to say, here's what I want, and they would be briefing the guys and you and everything else. Yeah, I also buy cars from somebody and expect the car not to break in the first week. But, you know, that still happens sometimes. True, true enough. And then the last one I found online is actually in East Melbourne. So the other two guys are in New South Wales, and they didn't mention anything about cost or pricing. This The reason I'm mentioning a third one now, so it's the Playpen, and they're in East Melbourne, and they do arrange private parties, and they charge 200 bucks for, uh, I guess, some admin fees and the venue and stuff like that. So okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind paying. I would have no qualms at all with paying for this level of service personally. I don't see a problem with it. Does that make it feel no, I think, I think sex workerish to you? How does that no, feel? No, not at all. Not at all. I think the issue there that I have is that is that you you wouldn't have any any qualms with paying that sort of money for something to something like this to work. Uh, I just I don't know. I, f- I find it concerning that it could put, put potentially not work, and then the outcome would be disastrous. What do you, What do you mean by that? Well, so in the conversations I had with uh, with the person who helped us or me organise the gangbang, he had a, a vested interest in your happiness, right? Because he he knows you, he knows us, he's been involved with us in the past, so he had a vested interest in that. There's nothing to say these businesses have the same vested interest. Okay, I got you. So using that car analogy again, you know, if, you, if you're buying a car of your best mate, they're more likely to going to tell you that there's a small oil leak in it yep. versus somebody else who's just going to be yep. cleaning, cleaning it up and then off your drive kind of thing. Yes, like it's absolutely. Good, it's, good, it's good enough, not perfect, if that's yep. what you mean. Yeah, okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right, so that's the vetting, right? Number four is logistics, which is, you know, one of my favorite OCD topics, logistics. I love logistics. How do you feel about logistics just generally? Um, I hate them. You hate them. Do well, you like do you like saying the word logistics? No, not at all. I do. I love I it. I know you do. So in here I've got like where are you hosting? What do you need? Get a list together of all of the stuff that you're going to need on the night because 
you meant you alluded to this earlier stuff that you need it's it's a lot right so hotel room or the suite is it big enough is it going to cater to everybody like where are you actually going to be hosting this or is it in house or their house or a club you know are you doing it there using and setting up is obvious condoms lube all the things that you would normally take to a swingers event yeah fine that's pretty obvious i got douche here daryl what tell me why i got douche oh um you have you have you don't have douche that's you have a douching a, a, a douching kit Yes. What you have, not douche. Yeah, but tell me about. Well, it's just in case you wanted to clean up, clean up uh, for anal. Yep, basically. Right. Yep. So that's part of the logistics, right? Toys, lingerie, you know, whatever. Um, my question to you is: I've got time in here under the logistics item. When you were arranging this gangbang, was there an idea around how long? I know you've got a theme, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But how long each person would be maybe interacting with me? Because again, if you've got five people and it's like say ten or fifteen minutes each, do you know what I mean? That that goes out. So. Does this is that something you thought I mean, about? You've just given an indication of how little gangbang porn you've actually watched there to think that that's the case. I mean, it's it's generally within short minutes that that happens. You know, they're not stretching this out, so it's. I didn't have anything in 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 mind. No, it not was a strict entirely, timeline. You know, it was entirely up to you and whether you were enjoying it. If you weren't enjoying it, I mean, all of the guys were aware that if if it was called then it would be called Mm -hmm. whether they'd been involved with you or not it it didn't matter it wasn't about them they were they needed to understand that they were there as part of the support act not as the act itself and in terms of logistics as well one of the other things i had in here was like a group chat between the people um and maybe the person who's organizing it so again if you don't if as the female if i didn't want to be involved like obviously i would not be in that group chat and it would be daryl but to have a group chat where it's like almost a bulletin board where you're just saying this is a go, this is the go, this is what's happening, you know, I think that's good. And you you had one of those going with the guys, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't treat it any differently than what I'd treat any other event that you and I would go on. You know, everybody, need, we kind of need to chat to to people first, make sure that, it, that everybody's okay with what's going on. Yeah, and, and with the guys as well, I think you were sending a few photos of me and stuff like that, but it wasn't exactly like it's a chit-chat of like, happy Friday, you know, like, how was your no, weekend? Not at all. You know, Monday motivation or, you know, all that sort of stuff. Who the fuck has those chats? <laughs> Lots of people. Who? I'm part of a group and I oh, woke up the other day and it was 650 new messages and it was like, morning, 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 and hi. And this, like, this is why I'm not part, so part <laughs> of chats like that. I just, yeah, I just deleted it all. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of the logistical side of it, you know, I mean, look, it's pretty obvious, but I think there's some things in there you need to consider, like, for example, are you going to be actually douching or something like that because you obviously need to get all the different equipment. You need more lube, multiple lubes as well. You know, you can't just have your standard one lube that you normally take to your swingers event. You now need four or five of them to be placed around the room, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I planned on putting one in every person's hand Yeah, just to make sure that we had the capability for for each guy to actually use lube every time a guy was potentially in, interacting with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just having having that around as well, I think having that many around as well, it's just a bit more handy obviously. But then also I think it stops the continual transmission of all the different fluids around the place as well because if somebody's using their hand on you – and then swapping over and doing another lube and then touching another lube that another guy's touched or whatever, I think, again, it's just more of a concern about the pH balance of your pussy, you know, <laughs> making sure that that's all right. Which, by the way, speaking of pH balance, again, talking logistics and getting ready, I mean, that's something that you need to take into consideration too because if you're someone who's prone to having UTIs or BV or thrush after a session, a swinging session, let alone a gangbang, you know, what are you doing to your body in the lead up to this? 
I think I actually think this is more this is more controlled. You think this is more controlled than a normal yeah, absolutely. swing? Absolutely, absolutely. Because you're using explain because, yourself. Well, sir. It's very simple. I supplied the condoms. I supplied the lubricant. It's it's use this or don't come. You know, it's it's very simple. You would never have that same conversation in a swinging event, a swinging event. You would you know generally people have their own preferences to lube, their own preferences to to condoms, and and that's either on the guy's side or on the girl's side, depending on what they're what they're interested in. So for me it's real it's it's really really simple. Yeah, I think yes and no. I mean it depends if you're if, if oral's involved. So all of the guys are having different things in their mouth that are then going on my pussy. So there's that element, especially there's now five of them potentially. So yeah. You know, I think. I mean, uh, one of the important things on my list of things to check was, you know, that they were personally hygienic. Yeah. As well, so you know, a brushed, a set of brushed teeth would be an expectation of a of an event like You're this. You're just pulling straight at people off the street, aren't you? Like you and yeah. Coles, you sir, come with me. Would you like a free balloon? Yeah. No. I mean, that's yeah. It, it, there's standard expectations there that I don't feel we need to mention right now. We don't know, but but again, going back to you as a as a female, as an individual, the lead up me to me as a female, me 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 as a female, one one as a female. The lead up to that is, you know, what do you know things that are going to put you at high risk? For example, for me, if I go running or whatever, and then I come back, like I need to get the sh- the hell out of those gym clothes, like straight away. If I'm having sex with you in the lead up to the to the week weekend or the party. You know, making sure that maybe we're having protected sex so there's no fluids and getting angry and stuff like that, like just simple things that I would know to do in the week leading up yeah, to but that's it. Yeah, sim- but that's the simple things you would do prior to any potential play outing. Yeah, I think this would be a little bit more heightened, I think, as well. Um, Why? I, I don't know. I just reckon I'd be a bit more on defence like the week before, like making sure everything's perfect. Is it just so you don't fuck people over? Uh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but also it's because I think if I'm, if I'm not running at my best in the week leading up to this, then for sure I'm going to wake up the next morning with something going wrong and I'm going to be super pissed off. So yeah, maybe it's a combination of letting other people down because it's more people that you could be letting down. And then also maybe it's because just not wanting to wake up and have, you know, (laughs) no regrets. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So that's logistics. Number five is on the night. Obviously, it's best to get yourself in a state of mind ready for play and whatever that looks like for you, right? So if it's going to have a few drinks, then have a few drinks. Obvs. Okay, obviously, don't fucking overdo it with the drinks. That's obvious. That's like any other thing. Did you just try to shorten, obviously, and then, obvs, then yeah. explain what it was that I did you because shortened? I didn't think it was going to come through on the podcast. Just like, obvs. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think people yeah. would get it. No, they probably wouldn't. <laughs> so if it's not knowing anything about the night and having a surprise, like, not cool do that. enough to be dropping out the obvs. But I'm definitely not cool enough. Not young enough either. Just If it's treating yourself to like a manicure, pedicure, or whatever, whatever it is is going to make you feel like your best on the day. And maybe that's maybe that's nothing. Like maybe you're just so cash go with the flow that like you're like whatever. Uh, like I'll be there at six and you're just cool. Like whatever that looks like, do that. Right. I think that's really important. And I think it's really important to check in with your partner again on the day, on the night, to go through some of the rules and boundaries, make sure you set up a safe space, you know, prepare your room, do that, yeah, before the play started. When you were getting ready for arranging the gangbang, Daryl, did you have anything in mind for on the night or like what was going to happen for me during the day or how to get me in the headspace? Have you read the plan? All right. Let me have a little rest, a little read here. So 
This is part of the gangbang that Daryl had arranged for me. These are text messages uh, or a themed or a curated evening. I have not read these because I uh, we actually didn't end up going through with the gangbang, unfortunately. So I know Daryl and our friend from Perth put in a hell of a lot of effort into making this gangbang a reality and uh, it didn't actually happen. And uh, so as a result of that, I have not, one, read these messages or two, even understand the theme. So I'm going to go ahead and read that. Now, are you ready? Yeah, I'm I am definitely ready. You're bang ready for it? Um, Yes, I'm bang ready for it. Okay, so what I mean by what have you thought about for the night, day before, like in your mind were you sending me away to like have a lovely lunch or get a manicure, pedicure or anything like that? Like had you thought about any of that side of it or was it just like a normal day for you and then this was going to happen? Yes, of course I'd I'd had a a think about what the the day before looked like and all that sort of thing because – Nothing but baked beans. Sorry, carry on. I just knew that you'd want to feel, you'd want to feel nice. You'd want to feel gorgeous, sexy. You know, so there's a whole lot of things that needed to go into that. Certainly, uh, making sure that you you were dressed well, you had the right things on your feet, etc. In terms of manicure, pedicure, absolutely you need to be sure about that. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and read it. So let's see here. Themed curated event for Kate. So theme, Kate is being audited at work and has been called to drinks at a bar to discuss with her boss. After some discussion, it is decided that the inconsistencies must be looked at back in the office. On the ride back to the office, boss says that he can make it all go away. Rest of the night is her trying to fuck her way out of travel. Who am I with right now? Who's my boss? Out of trouble, did you say? Yeah, out of trouble. Yeah, it sounded like travel. Oh, out of trouble. Okay. Who am I with? Who's my boss? Our friend who organised the event. Set up. I will get her dressed and send her to a bar to be agreed upon and close to the office in Perth. Once she is there alone, I will use an unknown sim to tell her that the boss will be there soon to discuss a problem with the audit. Okay, so you're going to get another sim and everything. Yes. Okay. The bar scene. Jason, the boss, arrives to sit with her for a drink. Jason says that he has a plan to get her out of the problem, but we have to go back to the office. The car scene. Once in the limo, Jason says, we can probably start on this solution now, unzipping pants and saying, you can start by sucking this. The car ride will be anything other than fucking. Oh, okay. Car ride will be anything other than fucking. So what you're saying here is that we're in a limo and I'm with the dude and he zips down his pants and then he's saying, suck my cock. Yes, and additional to that, of course, you have to find a limo that's willing to allow that to happen. You have to organise it with the driver and figure out how that logistically could work. And had you done that? Yes. So you found a limousine company and what did you tell them exactly? So I worked with Jason to figure out a company in Perth that he knew had been involved in something like this in the past. And so they were well aware of what was going to be going on in the back. They were, absolutely. Did you have any fears about them filming, secretly filming, and selling that shit on I was going to say eBay, but that's not what you do. Selling that stuff on like Pornhub. Fucking eBay. I don't know. Hey, maybe. No, no, I didn't have any concerns with that. Eho. Okay, you didn't? No. Why did you stipulate here that the car ride is going to be anything other than fucking? Uh, Because I wanted to to make sure that the gangbang was the gangbang, that you weren't fucked and then had the gangbang after. Okay. So I'm in the car alone with this dude. Yes. That's a high level of trust right there. Okay. We've been with him before. So let's move down here. So we, the, we, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, back up. We we know we know him. We know him well. You've had sex with him twice, so you know, like we we know this man quite well. I I mean, he's he's the person who's going to be. He's the person who helped curate the entire event. So yeah, I mean, 
it's a high level of trust before you got into the car with him. The office scene. Kissing and play continues in the elevator, into the boardroom, and the auditors are waiting. Jason instructs Kate to suck all the cocks under the table as penance. Once this is from that porn that we watched, um, well, that particular bit is, once this has played out for a while, into the office with the lights on and blinds open. She is then told to bend over the desk. All men get naked. (laughs) Brackets, please, no shirt cocking. Yeah. Good. I like that. Well, you don't like shirt cocks. I know I don't. Thanks for adding that. That's nice. Uh, As many cocks that can be in reach as one auditor lifts her dress and begins to fuck her from behind. Dress comes off as men take turns in her pussy talking dirty about business splut. Slow splut. (laughs) Don't say business splut during uh, dirty talk because that's that's not on. That's weird. Nobody wants to be a splut. Nobody wants to be a splut. Uh, Business splut. This will teach you. uh, This can move into any other location in the office. All men to possibly finish on her as gangbang is finishing. After finish, put her dress on and tell her not to speak about this at work and that she's a good slut. Put her in the car alone and head back to the hotel. Where are you in all of this? I'm in the gangbang. You are in the the gangbang. Okay, right. That was unclear to me. Right. So you're in the gangbang too. Yes. Okay. So you arranged this whole office thing because of my fantasy about an office thing, eh? Yes. I like it. And the auditing because of the fact that that's part of what I used to do for my work as well? No, that was just because it was a clear and easy way to make to make it work. Okay. So, no, no nothing to do with the with what you used to do or anything like that. It's just that it's a clear and easy way to figure out what you, you know, to get you to the location for starters and also then to Move know, it. make it make it worth make it a requirement for you to do something you know uh, well not a requirement but also but give an excuse for why these guys would be expecting you to do these things right and this is why i wanted to stop and pause and mention that actually because if if you're arranging a gangbang and uh, as we just went through there was a theme a little bit more curated for the one that daryl was arranging for me i think that's a really good way to stop any of the awkwardness that maybe you're concerned about if five guys just turned up to your hotel room well yeah that was the that was the idea behind it i mean you had a theme that you want that you'd liked and wanted so it made Perfect sense to do it that way. Yeah, it's it alleviates any of the potential awkwardness of transition because like everybody's then in role play mode a little bit too. Yeah. And I think that that is a really, really helpful way. If you're worried about like guys just turning up and you're in the room and you're like, so how's it going? Like, how was your day? And well, yeah, I mean, find out, find out the fantasy as well. So you've got the capability to, to put together something that somebody actually wants. Like I said, the fantasy may be, well, I just want to be taken to the the alley next to our favorite bar and fucked in the alley by four or five people well then so so be it you know you just got to find the people that are willing to do that and obviously it be somewhere that it's hidden enough that you can get away with it because that that's going to take some time so it can be done you've just got to think it through yeah, and I guess it can be done without something as, as elaborate as a bar, a limo, and an office space being rented. You know, if if you'd have done this again and you wanted to reduce, so the uh, the limo was the only rented thing out of there. Okay, the bar was not the bar was not rented. It was just a standard bar, and the office space had been kindly donated by one of uh, one of the friends of Jason. Right. So if you, you could also do this in a hotel room though, like have have everybody in the hotel room pretending to have a meeting and have me walk in to the hotel room as well. Yeah, and that walk was into a, that, scene. that was a backup plan. So we had we had some backup plans as well in case things went awry on the way through, mm-hmm. because it needed to make sure that you know we had somewhere to be if there wasn't anywhere to be because one particular aspect of it fell away. Like for example, the limo driver. There was a backup for that as well. Yep. 
Mm, interesting. All right. So that's so that's number one was why are we doing the gangbang? Two, what do you want? Three, the vetting. Four, logistics. Five, on the night, which we just went through. And finally, number six on how to arrange a gangbang is the aftercare and the follow-up. Because I think I think this is extremely important. And we, you know, a lot of people talk about aftercare in terms of, you know, BDSM or kink play. But I think that having some aftercare and follow-up after this gangbang, I think is really good for the headspace of everybody involved as well. And let me just explain what I mean by that. So I think it's a good idea to plan to have a time that the gents all leave or have another space that you can personally leave to. I think that's a really key thing here because if I was going to be doing this gangbang, say we had used one of those companies down in Sydney or whatever, I can then go, cool, it's at three, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Um, or if it's in a hotel room, I would like to know that all the guys are going to be out by 10 p.m. or something like that. That would be personally something for me. I think I'd really like that because then I can then start to get into a headspace where I'm like, okay, this is now moving along. And then we're alone together, right? So then that's where we can start doing some aftercare. And one of the things that I would really like to see in this, and I was running through these scenarios in my head, was that, say, for example, we were in our hotel room and the five guys were in there and it was 10 p.m. or whatever and they left. I would like to go off and basically freshen up. Like that is obviously going to be crucial for me at this point in time. <laughs> um, probably going to feel very, you know, just dirty, covered in fluids. Well, that's why you were sent straight back to the hotel. Right. And then I think, but if you were doing it in your hotel, for example, allowing like me, the female to like go off and jump in the shower and start to freshen up whilst maybe you then were like doing a bit of room tidy or, you know, grabbing a, grabbing a drink for us both, putting on some music or something like that. Like, I think that would be nice. I I just imagine walking back out of the shower and then the room's a little bit more tidy than it, than it perhaps was. You know what I mean? Do you you get where I'm going with that? Or does that seem a little bit princessy? It's just pretty standard cake. Yeah, that, that would actually really be lovely for me. Yeah, you'd like the turn-down service to come in and make the room look pretty <laughs> after you leave. Fuck yeah, mints on my pillows, bitches. That's, that's what it means, yeah, pretty much. Can you imagine like calling down for room service and being like, hi, can we get a, you know, can we just get a freshen up in our room, like some new towels and stuff like that? That'd be hilarious. I can't imagine that. <laughs> so no, I think that would be lovely. And then I think, you know, having a drink together with you would be really part of the big aftercare for me and the follow-up of like. That day or the next day? No, that night, that day. Well, that, that night's potentially a very late night though, so I'm not sure that that's feasible in a lot of occasions. May, may, may not be, may not be. Um you know, I guess it's really down to how you planned it. I think that'd be a nice thing. And then the other thing I was thinking was like the next day, I actually think that it would be really important for you to text the guys and just say like, thanks. And I also think, I know that when we spoke about- Of of course I would be doing that. I know you would be like anything else, but one of the things that I thought really about was leaving them a review on the websites. And I know on on an episode a couple of ago when we're talking about, you know, single guys and and how to find people and leaving reviews, I think you were pretty bang against leaving somebody a review. You were like- Some of these guys didn't have names on websites. Okay. Well, some of these guys were in, you know, polyamorous relationships. So it's not, it's not always applicable. Okay. Well, when it is, or if it is, I think that it's, I think that I would like to be leaving leaving them some feedback on one of the websites, or if it's one of the companies, you know, leaving them some feedback about this. Because to your earlier point, a gangbang well, might you, be. You, uh, you would not have known any of these guys' names. Well, I would ask you to do it. Okay. So and I would, then I would ignore you. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't like doing reviews. What do I, I'll just give a double thumbs up and say good shag. So if I explicitly said to you, like, hey, can you leave some lovely reviews, you'd just ignore me? No, I'd totally do it. (laughs) Wow, you suck. Well, I think that that would be a lovely thing to do, particularly if you do use a company because 
I think those reviews really would matter to people who are looking and wondering whether or not they can yeah, have a level of trust. They do, they do matter to some people, but they don't matter to me, which is why I don't like giving reviews. But that's it. That's how to arrange a gangbang. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think you've made something that should be quite sexy into something that's very organised, but that's <laughs> just your way. I think it's important, though. I think it's important. And, again, like you might be sitting out there and going, this seems like a lot of work or this seems like it's over the top or it's overdoing it, like just have some fun and have a gangbang. Yeah. If that's your if that's your MO, fucking go for it. Like you do you. I'm just like the way that I would do it and the way that I would want to know is prepared would be like this. If I stepped into a gangbang that hadn't had the level of thought behind it that this would be, I would be very concerned about it. Attention to insignificant detail that can potentially turn something from something very sexy into something that's very organised. You know, like I could have sat there and organised every single facet of the evening in terms of how, you know, given everybody a name, given them each a penetration timing and a, you know, or a, a sexual interaction timing. But you've got to allow for some – without fluidity, it's not, a, it's not a fluid event. You know, you've got to allow for ad lib in this stuff because otherwise it just becomes regimented and timed. And for, for the people involved in it, on the other side, potentially very boring. I understand what you're saying, you know, wanting to make it fluid. And I absolutely agree with all of those things. And like I said, you don't need to go to this level of detail. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think you need to give people, uh, you know, at 5.05, you will stick your cock in Kate's asshole. I think that it still needs to be fluid. I get what you're saying, but like having an understanding of like how long are these fuckers going to be in the room for is probably a good, good shot. You know what I mean? Well, again, it wasn't that they were going to be in a, our room. They were going to be in a location that is away from our room. So having an idea of of the logistics of how long it would go for doesn't that doesn't play to me because if you if you halfway through sex with the first guy decide that you're not interested in being with anyone else because you know one you've hurt your pussy two you're just not interested three you want to go home and go to sleep then then that's how it ends you know it's there's no this is why I'm saying you've got to be careful about how you plan this stuff because if you plan too much detail, you could actually put yourself in a situation where the expectation drives the outcome, mm-hmm. which is not what you want. I mean, it should be fluid. Somebody should be able to make the decision halfway through. Like one of the guys might have got arrived and gone, you know what, I'm not interested in fucking your wife. Yeah. Well, I can't have, I can't then say to him, well, sorry, mate, you know, you were, you were <laughs> supposed to be inside her from 4.15 to 4.45. Can you fucking get your cock hard? You know, like the, it's not how it works. It's got to be more fluid than that because everything, no matter what you plan, ask anyone who's ever planned a fucking wedding. Whatever you plan, something will go wrong. Yeah. Right? So one of the, I mean, of the guys that I had invited, I over-invited. We had extra guys because I was banking on the fact that somebody would have something happen, you know, like a family and emergency or something or just people being cocks and not turning up, you know. So I was banking on that. But we, we, we had reliable guys who'd been to events before, who'd been involved in gangbangs before, who'd followed the rules and followed the instructions. You know, rules and instructions are two very different things along the way. So, you know, there, there was a level of capability associated with them and there was a level of trust associated with them because rather than having a reference on a website that I don't know who the fuck you are and whether you've actually been involved with this person, I had a reference from a guy that I knew that we'd been involved with previously and I knew that he had a high level of organisation, probably 
to your level of standard, to be honest, and because he organises events, not only gangbang events, but other events in in Perth as well. So shout out, big fella. So, you know, I, I knew that, that the level of person that he would be willing to bring in, you know, with the chance of if he brings somebody who isn't of damaging our relationship, it was – this is – this is a much higher standard of reference than me getting on a website, seeing somebody on there and going, oh, look, they've got a reference from X, somebody I don't know who has just referenced them because perhaps they're mates and they had a beer out one time or something. You know, like that, that's the difference to me. Personal interactions and personal, personal pride is a much bigger scenario and a much some, – somebody's invested in their personal brand to get to that level versus – some comments on a website that can potentially mean nothing. Yep, got it. No, I agree with I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, his his standard of his standard of organizing this event was way higher than mine, which is part of the reason that I got him involved. Why you outsourced it rather yeah, than well, doing it yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not a detail-focused individual, so if I if I want somebody who I know is a detail-focused individual to be happy, I have to find somebody who is either at their level or above it when it comes to the detail focus. So that's what I did. Would you would, would something like, um, say, for example, walking into a swingers club that we're having a gangbang night and just getting amongst it, would that be something that would be part of your fantasy? Like just, you know, cautioned it like a Friday night and just rocking up, not knowing anybody and just participating in gangbang. Would that be something that you would fantasize about for us? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd happily see you involved in a gangbang in a in a club. Yes. Yeah, like random dick is what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. Completely I mean, unvetted I, random dick. Yeah, I mean, uh, in, in fact, even the idea of just a a dark room, you know, or a black room for you w- would be exciting to me. Okay. Just to know what happened while you're in there, you know. That, so yeah, I mean, I don't. There, there is, but again, you know, you make the you make the assumption whether it's correct or not that people who have and they may not be single guys, they may, you know, it may be a group of guys that are there with their partners but are involved in the gangbang. You make the assumption that people who are involved in this lifestyle have a, an understanding of what some of the standards are for that lifestyle. But, yeah, I'd happily see that happen. And I mean, it's up to you as to whether that would ever be the case, though, because ultimately it's your body and your choice. Well, I actually, you know, when we go to Australia the next time, you know, in 2025, I would actually like to look at using one of these companies in Sydney or in uh, Melbourne, actually. I, I would really en- I enjoy that. And I think actually us collectively as a couple, maybe just saying just, and I don't want to follow a script or anything, just saying this is kind of a fantasy that we have or this is kind of the theme to go on and then that's it and walking away and letting them do it, I think would actually be a little bit exciting as well. All right, guys, so that has been episode 113 on how to arrange a gangbang. Look, take it with a grain of salt if it's a little bit too much too much information, too much effort and involvement, uh, a little bit too much for you guys. If you want to just kind of play it loosey-goosey, that is totally up to you, but we hope that you found some of those kind of tips a little bit. Probably should explain why this didn't happen. Interesting. Friends and fans out there. Okay, why did it happen? Well, you can explain it. You're the one. No, I want you, I want you to because you arranged it. And, and actually, whilst you're talking about why it didn't happen, run me through your emotions around the fact that it didn't happen. Well, it didn't happen because you got you got your period. That's why it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that was – well, given at that point as well, you were on injections, Depavira, right? Depavira, which yeah. stops you from getting your period. It, it's just a – amalgamation of bad luck really you know that's what that's what stopped it in the end my emotions i wasn't emotionally invested in the event uh, you know i, I have I, I liked the idea of actually 
being involved in a gangbang with you or you being in, involved in a gangbang. I, I liked the idea of that and I was excited to see it play out. But like most things, I had expected, or sorry, not expected, I, I had anticipated that it, it may not come off or something might happen in the middle of the night that may change your mind or you you know may see the, 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 the theme may have not fit with you. or So I'd already dealt with the fact that it was unlikely that it would be a perfect night and that it would run the way I would have hoped. So it wasn't any detriment to my to my expectation at all the only thing that i was concerned about it was that it, well w- w- thankfully we had enough time to tell the guys so they th- that we didn't spoil their saturday night as well you know by not having anything on if they you know because we couldn't go ahead with it so that was the only thing that i was concerned about just making sure that we'd given them the same level of respect level and grace of, yeah, that we that, would expect if they were yes, able to attend 100% yeah. Yeah. So that was the that was the only thing, and and look, they all they, and in the chat that 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 Kate has a small portion of. That's exactly how it played out. All of them were very gentlemanly in their response and said thank you. And and look, if you're ever interested or ever ever want to organise something like this again in the future, we'd really love to be involved. That was basically how it all ended from all of the guys that were invited along. So their response was exactly as what I would hope for somebody who's, you know, being asked along to play effectively a part in a theme. So yep. that, that's how it ended. That's how it finished. And it, it finished as well as it could have given given the, the fact that we didn't go ahead. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much, guys, for listening. So we're going to head out now and we're going to share some audio of uh, West of West over there in Canada making some Down Under Mules. Uh, so enjoy that. They left us a voicemail. If you guys want to leave a voicemail for us, just head over to our website, swingingdownunder.com, and uh, you can find all the links there to everything else that we do. So cheers, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Appreciate the hell out of you. Bye. Okay, take three. (laughs) (laughs) Aussie-style mule down under taste test. Hi, guys. It's Mr. and Mrs. West from the West Coast of Canada. We're newbie lifestylers and listeners of the Swinger Down Under podcast. We've had some Canadian-style Moscow mules. They're good. Ginger beer, soda, vodka, lime juice. But someone told us that in Australia and New Zealand, it has fresh mint in it. And apparently we're supposed to use a proper ginger beer, Bundaberg from Australia. So I found a local shop that sells it and I picked up a four pack today. Okay. So we usually use the cock and bull ginger beer, non-alcoholic from the US. They claim to be inventors of the Moscow meal. Yeah, but but mints, we've never heard. Okay. (laughs) We've never heard of adding mint to a Moscow meal. So I tweeted at the swingers down under to ask if this was a thing. And yes, apparently it is a thing. I may have caused some day drinking down under. <laughs> we hope so. Yes. Um, so we made one of each. Adding mint to the Moscow meal takes it right over the top. Oh, oh my wow. God. It's amazing. We did find that the cock and bull ginger beer is spicier than the Bundaberg. So, yeah. But both were pick, pick your amazing. Favorite. But the mint is the thing, the key. So the recipe <laughs> for the mule down under, correct us if we're wrong, Twitter world, is that it's got ginger beer, lots of mint muddled with a teaspoon of sugar and vodka, some ice, juice from three limes, and one more lime slice for the top, and mint leaves to top it all up. Please use fresh mint and fresh limes. No cheating. You have to do it right. We love the podcast, c and <laughs> One day we hope to try travel and to australia and we'd love to meet for a drink specifically a moscow mule down under so thanks guys bye for now bye for now if you're looking for more ways to interact with swinging down under you can catch us on twitter at swing down under you can also catch us on instagram swinging down under 
or head over to our website, swingingdownunder.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So if you would like to send us an email, jump online, do it at cnd at swingingdownunder.com. If you've got podcast topics, questions, you want to talk about your journey, you can also support the podcast through our website by clicking through on any of the affiliate links or alternatively to jumping over to patreon.com forward slash swingingdownunder and sponsoring the podcast. If you can't do any of those things, but just want to make a feel good day, leave us a five-star review. Cheers, everyone. And thank you again for supporting Swinging Down Under podcast.